<laughs> Welcome to Stoops of Stages. How do you say that in Welcome Spanish? To Welcome to Stoops of Stages. Bueno, bueno, ¿cómo se dice eso en español? Welcome, Welcome to Stoops Stages. Stages. Welcome to Stoops Stages. This is your host, uh, Esco. We with uh, Eric Powell, a.k.a. ELPJ. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Any other AKAs? Uh, AKA Oswald AKA Young Farad, AKA... That's pretty, I mean, that's pretty much it. Those, I, I used to have a whole bunch of aliases when I first started out <laughs> that I would try to use throughout my, my rhymes and everything, but I just narrowed it down to those two. Those are the two cheap ones. Those are my, it's my only AKAs now, pretty much. Cool, cool. Yeah. So, uh, rapper, songwriter, poet. Yes, sir. Uh, spoken word, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. um, beat maker. I made I made a couple of beats in my day. Oh, I, I I had a I had reason and everything, and oh, so okay. I tried yeah. that out and everything. But my for some reason my beat pad wasn't working, so I fell off with it. Um, but I actually had the intention of learning how to make beats and play instruments and stuff like that. It's, it's somewhere where I'm trying to go on my 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 music uh, growth and development from here on out. But yeah, so not not really yet. But there's a couple of a couple of joints that dabbed in it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, would, would I say activist? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, I think all artists have at least the duty to be an activist, you know what I'm saying, on, on, on the cultural level, because when you look at any revolution or any, any type of, um, you know, movement towards change in, in any direction, you always have to have the cultural community there, you know what I'm saying? Because if you don't change the people's mentality or change the people's, um, you know, way of thinking and way of living and, you know, just way of perceiving the world overall, then you're not going to, you know, move in the direction that you want. So, so yeah, I would definitely say, you know, as an artist, I have to be a, a molder of culture. And, and, by, and, and by way of that, um, somebody who helps people mold their own hearts and mold their own minds towards, you know, whatever it is that, you know, I'm espousing in my music, you know, which I would say is critical thinking, um, freedom, justice, equality, uh, uh, peace, empowerment, um, and knowledge of oneself. So, and I mean, that's, that's a good message right there, basically. Word, yeah. Word, yeah. But yeah, man. Um, so how I first met you, I don't know if you remember, Cause I, remember, I, I, I I can never forget it. It was at the up and up open mic, right? Yeah. You were you were like right behind me, and I think like a far side joint came on, and I see you as a kid, like you're like yeah. this young kid, and then I see you like mouthing every word of the joint by heart, <laughs> like you're feeling it, and I'm like, yo, how does this kid know this joint? <laughs> I think it was far side, and I, I was just like, how does this kid know this joint? And then like uh, truth. You know, shout out to True. Please, please. He was like, you know, you know, I think you were 16 at the time. Yeah, yeah you were like, so, yeah. they snuck you in or something like that. Yeah, your pop, your pop <laughs> snuck you in or something. And he goes, yo, this kid can rhyme, blah, blah, blah. And then you go on stage and like you were just like the essence of 90s hip hop. The moment you came on stage. And I'm just like, yo, this kid got some knowledge. Thank you, man. So I, I don't know. I think, I think I did some research or... Or you kind of explained yourself on stage, but like your dad was a huge influence on you, on, on like the culture and all that stuff. And I remember gathering from it. Yeah. And then we bumped into each other like years later, and I just I remembered you from that moment. Wow, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, no, nah, actually, that's funny. 
A lot of people be telling me they met me at the up and up, and I don't remember. Maybe it's because that room was so dark. Yeah, it's a dark ass room, and it's crowded as hell. (laughs) First first time I remember meeting you was at um, was when we was. Well, actually, can I say this on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was thinking we don't have permission (laughs) from that person, but let's just say an artist. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, there was a there was an artist. um, Hint, hint. It's somebody that he mentioned already. Wait, no, you didn't mention that. That was when we was off air. Never mind. Scratch that. Anyway, there was this artist. uh, who we're not gonna mention because you know confidentiality. But we were shooting for one of his music videos, yeah. and um, that's why I remember uh, meeting at you, meeting meeting with you yeah. initially. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't go up to talk to you the first time around. But oh, I remember you from word. that era. Okay, I, oh, I did, I, but I didn't get in contact information or nothing yeah, like yeah, that. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We met at that music video, and then uh, we just exchanged contacts from that point on. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. So like about like your upbringing. So right. your dad was a big influence, right? Yeah, definitely. My my pops. I mean, that's that's my you know that's my foundation right there. So, you know, anything that I I know and express today has you know has a basis there. Um, when it comes to hip hop, I was always raised on you know hip hop as not only my you know my music of choice, but as my culture overall. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was the way that I walked, the way I talked, the way I you know breathe, you know everything. You know what I'm saying? Just my entire way of living, and um, you know, I was raised up listening to you know all the you know great music from back in the day and a bunch of underground stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like um, KRS One, Rock Jim, uh, Nas, AZ, um, you know Little Brother, Superstition, um, uh, Kazi, K Hill, whole bunch of cats out of North Carolina. That was a lot of. Um, you know, my upbringing right there, you know, it's the old school and the underground stuff. So that's like early 2000s. Yeah, early 2000s. Movement. Yeah, yeah. That, that was definitely a huge influence right there. He was always bumping that stuff. So, would, would you recall which album really was close to you when you were coming up? Man, a whole, a whole lot. You know what I have? I have a whole lot of songs that I was close to. Because something my pops would always do, like, even from, like, when I, time I was a baby. He would make, you know, like compilation, like playlist type things. So like, you know, from from like late 90s when I was born and everything started out as cassette tapes. He would like, you know, do a bunch of uh, different songs together, like as a playlist format and put them on cassette tapes. Like I, and I remember there was uh, he had a DJ premiere cassette tape that had a whole bunch of like just ill primo joints all laid out from different artists and everything so you had Nas on there of course you had KRS on there you had Big L on there you had uh, Rakim on there you had you had you had a little bit from everybody on the playlist you know but it was all primo tracks so I have a lot of tracks that's close to me I'm trying to think of the first album that really that really like as an album yeah. touched my heart and everything and I think it may have been May have been Illmatic. May have been Illmatic because, um, well, actually, 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 it might have been, um, hmm, might have been talking about fifth grade because I didn't really start to, you know, really get into albums per se until I started actually, you know, making music myself around Mm -hmm. 10 years old because that, that's when, you know, that's when you really start to study. You're not just listening, you're studying for the purpose of, you know, knowing how to make a project because making a project is distinct from, you know, just making songs and everything like that. So I think that when I really started to, to notice projects was probably around the time I started spitting in fifth grade and, you know, it was, it was either Illmatic or like, 
or uh, or ready to die, I think. You know what I'm saying? Because in fifth grade, uh, I was listening to a whole bunch of Big and a whole bunch of Pac. I think that was around the time the Notorious movie came out. So that might have been a motiv- part of a motivating factor for that. Or maybe it came out the year after. But the sixth grade, sixth grade, and then throughout the rest of middle school, I was listening to a whole lot of Nas, whole lot of um, AZ, whole lot of Rakim, a um, whole lot of KRS-One, um, and, and, and Illmatic is the one that really, I think, latched on to my heart that and it was written. And to put this in retrospective, like, what year was this? Like, two- This was 2000, between 2008 and 2010, pretty much. So I was, like, that's fifth grade or fourth grade into, like, sixth grade. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah, because, um, I mean, same with me, like, around fifth grade, that's when I started noticing projects, too. Yeah. Um, but, like, the age difference must be just crazy. Like, you know, everyone else is listening to, I don't know what was hot, 2008. <laughs> mm. But you're here listening to, like, you know, 90s hip-hop, you know, like, mm. actually getting, like, the timeline set for hip-hop, basically. Yeah. Like, you're early on, you're early on 80s, 90s, and then you're just moving up. Mm. But um, where do you... You said you've worked... Did you write your first rhyme in fifth grade, or...? Yeah, yeah, I wrote my first rhyme in fifth grade. Um, story behind that one is that I was in music class one day. Um, I talk about this song, about one of my songs, Who Am I? So, you know, if anybody ever listens to that, you know, they'll hear the story in there. But I, I, I was in music class one day, and I was, um, you know, feeling, like, kind of under the weather, like, sick and everything. Um, and I was coughing, whatever. And we was learning the uh, Star Spangled Banner, the words of Star Spangled Banner. And so this is around the time where I started, you know, questioning a lot of things because, you know, I came into the knowledge of how, um, you know, who Columbus really was in, like, fourth grade. Mm. And then, you know, also, you know, how... Um, like, why celebrate why, his yeah, day? Yeah, why yeah, supremacy yeah. and why, you know, why things are set up the way they are, you know, and spiritually, you know, also how, you know, the, um, how the Bible and Christianity was, you know, like, used... Um, or misinterpreted as a way of, you know, enslaving people all over the world. So, you know, this, this is where my mind starts to, to shift a lot. So I'm coming home because, like I said, I was sick. So I, I left, like, right after music class or whatever. And I'm laying in the bed thinking to myself about the last two lines of Star Spangled Banner. You know what I'm saying? Like, land of the free and home of the brave. So said the whites, but the African slave. And I was like, ooh, she become a rapper. <laughs> I think that I think that was really it right there. That one line. <laughs> yeah, it really just that one line that really started off because because I think I think being able to put it in a format that I was familiar with, you know what I'm saying? Because I listened to hip hop all my life, so putting it in a way, um, in a rap format, you know, and writing it out and everything was like catharsis for me at that time because these, I was learning all these new things, you know, outside of, you know, what, I, what I've been taught by the media, what I've been taught by school and everything. Mm. And it's helping me to make sense of everything, you know what I'm saying, in a way that I'm familiar with, you know, some, something that's an element of my culture, you know what I'm saying? So it was, um, yeah, so I mean, just from there on, I, I used it as a means to express myself in a way. To make to, a good outlet. Yeah, yeah. the outlet, you know. So that was um, that, that was how uh, how I first wrote that round or I first wrote rounds, and that was in fifth grade. Yeah, that was in fifth grade. So when, so to the level you are now, uh, at what point were you like, yo, this might be something to do now? I think that I think I always had that mindset with it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because prior prior to me like prior to me picking up the pen, you know, I had. 
like pencils for like drawing and everything you know what I'm saying I was really into visual arts and um, really into manga and anime actually that was what I at that point you know from maybe like third grade to fifth grade or something like that that was what I wanted to do although um, you know like manga and anime um, I had a whole I had a whole bunch of different series in like uh, stuff that I could do and, like video game ideas and everything that's what I was into um, so when I from the moment that I started, I decided I was going to rap, you know, like my, my priority shifted to that. You know, I knew that I wanted to do it as a career, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because I, I wanted to do the drawing as a career, you know what I'm saying? And since I was like, you know, I don't know if I chose to put it aside or if it just naturally happened. I think it just naturally happened. But since I was putting that aside, it's like, yo, this has to be something that I'm pursuing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, and I think my parents saw that from the very beginning because, like, you know, sixth grade, I think it was, um, I think it was for my, it was either for Christmas or for my birthday, I'm not sure, um, right now, but they got me, like, a mixer, and they got me, um, like, a, like, a stereo that kind of, like, hook up to it, and so that's what me and my, um, me and my man's Julian and me and my man's Daryl would record on, we had a group back in those days, it was called The Illustrators, I was just hanging out with them last night, actually, um, so yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's that's kind of how I got my start was, um, you know, recording on those cassette tapes and everything, which is like, you know, the mixer and the mic. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, man, it was it was um, it was something that I wanted to pursue from the very beginning. I think. So you had like the elements there, or you had parents who were encouraging you too. So yeah, definitely. That's always a good look. Um, I mean, with your parents encouraging you and everything. Was there any, uh, did, I know your dad's, like, into hip-hop. Like, what's his history with it? Like, did he, hmm. does he have any connects, or? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, in terms of, well, you, he was never in the industry. He was just always somebody who loved hip-hop, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, as far as connections go, though, you know, you know, like, during the MySpace days and everything, he was known as E, the hip-hop old head on uh, on MySpace <laughs> and everything. So he know, um, you know, he was able to make a lot of connections with a lot of the underground cats that I mentioned earlier. Um, you know, like like um, you know a lot a lot of the cats out of North Carolina, and um, you know a lot of local cats as well, like low low, low budget crew, and you know a bunch of cats. You know, um, so oh, wow, yeah. it was um, like Scudder and all of them. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you know, he have he have a bunch of connections in that way, um, and so. So yeah, about, about, about other than that, nah. He was always really. a fan he was first. Always a fan first. Yeah, yeah exactly. Always a fan. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, when how old were you when you dropped your first project or had original work? I was well. I, well, yeah. You asked me when I dropped my first project. I was fourteen. It was July fourth of two thousand eleven. Um, I dropped my first project, Visions in Blue. It's like an EP slash mixtape, ten tracks. Um. And so that, that that was my first project, but I had worked on that project and the songs for it since, say, I was probably about 12, you know, 11, something like that. Like the oldest song on there is a song called Lamentation, and I remember writing that in when I was in sixth grade. Yeah. And so I, I put the project out by the end of eighth grade. So it was, it was a work in progress, you know, over the course of middle school, just kind of expressing where I was at at that, at that time. What's up? So is that project still on the internet? Yes, sir. As of right now, it is still on the internet. I don't, I don't uh, think I'm gonna take it down. I mean, because I, I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like, I, me personally, I, I like to look at where different artists 
you know, come from, mm-hmm. you know, in, in terms of their, their progression and their growth and development through the music. So, you know, it, it, it would be interesting, you know, for any people who really latch on to me as like, as like a listener would, you know, go all the way back and, you know, listen to everything up until maybe the point where they finally found out about me and everything. So, um, so you're still, you're proud of it and you're yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's I, my baby. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's my first, it's my first baby. You know? Um, you know, of course, of course there's always things that could, could, you know, be improved. But that's the beauty of it. You yeah. get to see the improvement. So, so I think it'll be, it'll be weird otherwise if you're like, you know what, this is the best perfect project and that's it. Like, mm-hmm. It'll be weird otherwise if you said it that way. Mm-hmm. But um, so since then, what, what else have you dropped? I've dropped a mixtape back in 2013. It was called um, Verbal Technique Volume 1. And that was a project mostly of um, you know tracks that I had written between like 13 years old and 16 years old so it was it was, it was kind of a compilation so mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily conceptual or as conceptual as visions in blue was um but there was it was there were certain themes that you know were, were um you know going on throughout but mo- for the most part it was kind of just me like you know flexing my lyrical muscles and everything like that mm-hmm. so um so yeah, yeah, that's um, that was verbal technique back in two, the summer of 2013, and then after that, the last pro- the latest project that I've dropped, um, I dropped in, in 2014. Yeah, so in 2014, uh, it was an EP called Can I Kick It? And Can I Kick It um, was a project that uh, you know my pops had suggested after I put out um, you know my, my rendition of Kendrick Lamar's West Side Right on Time mm-hmm. called DMV Right on Time and. Um, you know that it, it got a lot of traction. Like Kevin Nottingham picked it up and everything, and oh, wow. um, you know pe- people was really vibing with it whenever I would perform it. You know, especially being in the area. Um, so after the after the success that I got from putting that out, he suggested that I you know put a whole project together of Kanai Finch beats because Kanai Finch is the one who um who made the uh, the beat for DMV right on time. And he had a lot of his uh, instrumentals up on up on his SoundCloud. So, you know, some, some he you know, had been used by other artists, some hadn't. So, you know, I just uh, recorded a couple of joints to those. Um, is he aware project. of it? I don't think he is. I don't think he, I tweeted at him, I think. But, yeah, I mean, he, he said people could use the beats, yeah. you know, as long as they wasn't, you know, profit enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, but no, that's, a, that's, a, that's like a, that's not a, a collabo that I would like, an artist would regularly do you know that's what I'm saying what he you know he probably knows about it or like you should reach yeah. out type of thing maybe maybe I mean, shoot maybe you might be listening to the interview one day I mean cause you, you said your man's in New York right yeah yeah he's in New York too so yeah. I don't know he might, <laughs> might not but yeah no um I mean have you ever had any uh collabs or any requests from people you, you didn't think would be reached out to you um hmm no, when we talk about connections, actually, yeah, um, right, because uh, from the MySpace days, my pops are connected with uh, DJ Soulclap um, oh, out wow, in Germany yeah. and everything. That, yeah, yeah, that's the homie right there. So, um, you know, he he you know he works with a bunch of underground legends and everything like that. You know, like Master Ace, for example. Um, so, so I didn't necessarily expect for him to reach out, you know, to us and everything about, you know, doing a joint and everything. He had, he had heard my music. I knew, um, 
but you know he really messed with it so he you know he reached out to me he's like yeah we trying trying to work together i was like yeah for sure so we have a song out together um called golden child so that's that's something that you know what well, i wasn't necessarily expected but it was dope you know we, we got a uh, project in the works it's been on it's been on pause for a while out of, out of my own out of my own artistic challenges um and everything you know just creatively i've been I felt stagnated for a long while, um, but right now I'm really coming back into my own. I think you know, in, in a way where I've evolved from the last time. You know, because I mean, you got you got to grow with your music and everything. I feel like I'm searching more so for my own voice now. Um, not to say everything else wasn't my own voice, but it was. You know, I, th- I think that the influences maybe can be can sometimes drown out one's own voice, you know, where somebody's listening, oh, oh they sound like this person, oh, they sound yeah, like that person. Yeah. And even though, even though it's great to know, hey, you know, you're emulating your influences and all people that you look up to, it gets to a point where you get tired of being compared to other people as well. Mm. And you want to make sure that, you know, what, what am I going to do that makes, you know, my music distinct, that makes, that makes me distinct, you know, my message distinct. So, um, while still following in the tradition, you know, the cultural tradition of the music and of the, you know, of the art and the craft. So, um, yeah, I just been, I just been trying to grow, man, you know, and that, and, and so, so that, that's why that project is, is on hold. So, so, Soul Clap, if you're listening to this, bruh, we're gonna get up soon, man. We're gonna get up soon and we're gonna put this project out, you hear me? So. So you're, you're basically, are you one of those type of people like, you're like, I have to live first and then do it type of thing? Yeah. Yeah, um, not not really. The t- I've, I've never been the type to really write fast, you know. Yeah. That I, t- I, t- I take my time usually. Um, it's rare that I, it's rare that I ever just like sit down and write something. Would you say you're a perfectionist? Through. Hmm. I mean, maybe. You know what I'm saying? It depends on how one defines perfectionist and everything. I, w- I, w- I would define myself as wanting my music to sound as good as possible yeah. so I mean I guess you know you can call that a perfectionist I don't like putting out anything that's subpar yeah. you know but um, like we were talking about as you grow and develop you look back at the old stuff that you have put out already you know and realize that certain things were subpar you know what I'm saying and, and you have to be comfortable with that and know that okay I, it just means that I'm raising the bar higher and higher and I think I think that I think there's you know the beauty in that because it shows you can, you can keep going you know that there's, there's room for um, for you to move, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all part of the growth. So, yeah. um, so basically, you have one single out for that next project. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. Cool. Only, only uh, Golden Child, which um came out. It's, it's it's on um it's on SoundCloud and everything. Um, YouTube too. Um, but it was a song that you know essentially was inspired by my uh by an ex- two experiences I had mainly one though um the two experiences I had where I was pulled up on, pulled up on stage by KRS-One oh, wow. um at one, one, um once at the Black Cat when I was like 11 years old um along with two other kids and then uh the second time um was it 2010? No, it was definitely not 2010. I mean, 2013, I think. Mm-hmm. 2013, when the One Mike Hip Hop Festival was going on, and he was at the Howard Theater. It might have been 14. You getting my, my years mixed up, man. I'm thinking, <laughs> Lord, I ain't that old. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you make me feel old, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, pull me up on stage and everything. Um, when it was interesting too, because it was actually well, like one of those songs I was talking about earlier that was really um, pivotal for me when I was younger. It was actually the first song that I memorized when I was like five years old. Um, off of this line that was in there, it was, I'm still number one. That's the name of the song. Um, oh, yeah, by off of the, I think that was all by all means. That that album, by all means necessary album. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um, that was one of the songs that was on like my pops like cassette playlist and everything that he would always play so Dang, growing up I, I, oh. I heard that joint and, and there's a line in there where he said um, you know I'm not Superman because anybody can or should be able to rock a turntable grab the mic plug it in and begin so that, that line right there because I was in the superheroes and everything when I was young um, not when I was young but you know especially when I was young the um, <laughs> that, that line I was like yo you mentioned Superman Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it made me want to learn the whole the whole joint. So I knew I knew the whole song when I was young. It was I think it was the first song that I memorized. So it was interesting because at That's the black, crazy. like that at the Howard Theater, um, you know, he was performing that song, and, and the video is up online for anybody want to see it. But he was performing that song, right? Um, and at that line or around that line, he started putting the mic out into the crowd, seeing who knew the words. It was this guy near me who he put the mic out to, who I guess wasn't saying the words. Um, because he, he moved it over because he saw me in every line and he moved it over to me and and it came on on that exact line on the slam I'm not Superman so <laughs> it was some wild universal will type stuff man, yeah. that was going on that night so he put and then he pulled me up on stage and I spit the joint with him and so I mean and now I mean I got to rap with him backstage and everything and talk to him and all so um so yeah it was a dope experience but I mean that that's what inspired the song and everything along with just my de- my development through middle school and everything that 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 whole experience and how um you know in middle school I was shy and everything I would work on my craft and also um you know that, that was that was the that's essentially that song and you're right yeah that's that's the that's the only single off of me in uh Soul Collapse project right now um but more, more will be more will be revealed soon. More will be cool, cool. Any uh, any clues or any uh, thing you want to put out or? Um. Nah, ain't really no clues. I mean, because <laughs> I don't want I don't want a lot of y'all, and then <laughs> and then it happens. Yeah, exactly, ain't, ain't nothing happens. So yeah, nah. Um, nah I respect nah, that. Nothing right respect now, nothing that. right now. But um, it's definitely coming in the midst of everything that's going on right now. It'd be negligent, irresponsible of me to not put out music. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like I have a duty, you know, and and so that's 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 part of why I'm doing it. You know, it's just all about getting back to the heart. It's all about getting back to the heart. Uh, any uh, advice, Kara said, or anything that stuck out to you when you? Was- he said. He said. He said to me. He said, um, "The universe is with you." That's what he said. Um, just off because I told him like when we went backstage and everything I told him how like, pretty pretty much everything I just told you about how that was the first song I had memorized and that first line and everything and how it was like you know so you know you know it was so so right yeah you know like everything just fit yeah, perfectly yeah, yeah it was like he's like yo the universe is with you you know what I'm saying so that was that was something that motivated me to keep going and everything yeah. I mean, that's something I will never forget. If something like that happened to me. Yeah, yo, that's yeah. real. That's real. But yeah, man. Um, so you, you would say you're kind of working on a project. You have. Um, you were telling me about the competition you had last night. Oh yeah, our titles. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Anything you want to go in depth about that, or like? 
has that opened any opportunities for you there too? Has it opened any doors? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, in terms of um, for anybody who don't know, listening to the broadcast, I'm a Howard student, uh, sophomore, media journalism and film communications major with a concentration in audio production. Um, and WHBC 96.3 HD3, the student-run radio station here at Howard, um, they have a competition every year, you know, within the uh, fall semester and everything, uh, where people compete in the categories of artists um, and producers and DJs. And so last night was Howard's Hottest. Um, and last year I, I won, I performed my song Sunshine uh, last year. This year I performed um, my song Self Destruct slash Self Construction. Um, and yeah, I, I, mean, I won again, you know, so. My, my main focus wasn't even necessarily that, though. You know, I just... just the, the mental state of everybody right now after the election of Donald Trump has been something to see. You know, just walking around this campus the, the day after. Especially know, where the nation's capital. You know? yeah, 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 exactly. You know, just walking, walking around the day, the day after it happened was, was something, you know, seeing how everybody was. So... I wanted to do that joint as a way of providing, you know, solutions and providing um, inspiration and hope, you know, for the people, you know what I'm saying? Because we are going to be all right, you know, regardless of whom or what, you know, it's not it's not even a matter of Donald Trump. It's not a matter of Hillary Clinton. It's not a matter. It's, it's a matter of the system that we live up under. You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm. And because of that, I didn't really... You know, I wasn't really surprised either way who was going to win. And I also wasn't concerned necessarily because I know that we're going to be good. You know what I'm saying? Because a system that's built upon oppression is self-destroying, you yeah. know, and we don't have to worry about trying to, you know, bucket the system directly. We just have to be concerned with building up a new world, building up a new system that's based upon freedom, justice, equality, righteousness, truth, and peace. You know what I'm saying? Because building and destroying have an inverse relationship. You know what I'm saying? So as long as you build in the positive, the negative destroy, continues to destroy itself at an accelerated rate. So, you know, the evil is already destroying itself. But if you build in on top of that, you know what I'm saying? Or not on top of that, but if you build in aside from that and, 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 and separate from that, and really becoming independent and making something that's like true and, and righteous, then it, it destroys itself at an accelerated rate too, the evil that is. So, you know, things is things is dope, man. Things is dope right now. You know, we're gonna be alright. So there's a balance. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a like guru said life is just a constant war between good and evil. You know, which side you on at the end of the day, which side you on. The light is always victorious over the darkness, you feel me? We 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 at we at a time right now that that you could liken to um, the dawn of a new day because really when you look at the dawn you have darkness of course it's already there and you have the light coming you know and so the light is fighting back against the darkness and, and, and you know causing it to vanish gradually you know what I'm saying so you know as the light comes though it's it's a sure thing that the darkness is going to go away as the light is coming so. You know, you see a lot of negative happening in, in, in the world right now. You also see a lot of positive. And that's the reason why, you know, it's like the dawn of a new day because it's darkness mixed with light. So, you know, you just have to keep in mind that the sun always rises. 
you know. Yeah, it reminds me of something I read today. It was um, everything beautiful has cracks in it because that's mm. the only way the light goes through. Mm, right. So. Right and exact, man. But, um, yeah, so you're a winner two times. Uh, uh, well, uh, Howard's hardest? Yes, sir. Yeah, my freshman year and my sophomore year. Cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not like fully aware of it. Is it like a long-standing thing? Like, has I it been so, a? So yeah. Any yeah. any other big names have been in it before? Um, not that I know of. Not that I know of. Um, yeah, no, nah, not that I know of. I'm not sure. Okay, but I mean, I mean, it gets your name throughout campus, so I guess people yeah, know who you a, are. Been, yeah, it's been a huge benefit. Um, <laughs> two things that have really helped me. Um, and two things that are consistent about me. My stickers and my performances. So if you come up here on Howard's campus, you're going to see my stickers around everywhere that say ELPJ is dope. You know what I'm saying? So um, that and my performances, especially Howard's Hides, have been um, you know, pretty um, pretty helpful in getting my name out there you know, to people on campus and, and, and by extension, you know, the people who do the judging. Because you have like three judges um, for Howard's Hides, you know, make those connections with, with, with them and everything. It's, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any other performances coming up or anything anything like that coming up for you? Hmm. I got a uh, got a performance during it's during November. It's November twenty fifth, I believe. It's um gonna be at Busboys and Poets on fifth and K with my man Biggie Vito, Sky Blue and O C out of North Carolina. You pull up the flyer real quickly off so oh, yeah. I can get the exact date. And time and everything, but it's gonna be on Bus Boys on uh on Fifth and K, so um that's a pretty big performance I got coming yeah. up. In terms of any others, um you know on the first Friday of every month there's an open mic that happens at the Old Engine Restaurant over on North Capitol Street in here uptown, um DC, and that that goes on like I said every first Friday of the month. It's called Revival DC, so you should definitely check that out. I'm I'm. I'm gonna be there, you know, featuring or, you know, doing my thing and whatnot. But the Sky Blue joint and um the Vicky Vito joint is gonna be somewhere somewhere within the twenties of, of of November. So if you stay tuned to my social media, that's how you be able to find everything, you know what I'm saying? And with that said, how do we reach you? You just Google ELPJ and everything will pop right up. You know, my Facebook, my Twitter, and my YouTube, you SoundCloud, everything, you know. I'm I'm Googleable. Okay. <laughs> you know, so at least you're on the top of the searches, so Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there's, there's also this like ELPJ like laser turntable <laughs> that tries to compete with me, but but most of my stuff be there. That's ironic. <laughs> that's ironic. Yeah, yeah, like it's a turntable and everything. It's like ELP and the J stand for Japan or something like uh, that. Yeah, nah. It's all good though. <laughs> well, man, thank you for uh, setting time aside. Uh, people didn't know we're outside of the cafe here in DC. San Cofa, San Cofa, definitely come through here. They got books, they got videos, they got food, they got everything. You know, the, the atmosphere is a really dope place to be at. So if you ever in DC, on Georgia Ave, you know what I'm saying, uptown DC, definitely come through around Howard University. You know, oh, man, thank you. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. All right, jeez. Peace.